And here we are, Foxborough friends, to our Patriots pals. A little special time of year. Glee, exhaustion, excitement, analysis, all meet up at a spot I like to call the drafter math. Yes, that is the period of time after the NFL draft where everyone thinks they just got hold of the greatest new players that are going to drive them straight to insert name of city and stadium that is hosting the next Super Bowl. Of course, that'll be Las Vegas this year. Will the New England Patriots have taken in enough players to make a difference to actually get them out of the basement in the AFC East and back to the relevant track towards the playoffs that Robert Kraft so desperately wants? A dozen, a dirty dozen players were welcomed in over the course of three days in Kansas City for the 2023 NFL Draft for your Patriots. And on this very latest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart are here to tell you what we thought. Uh, we'll give you some general thoughts. Then we'll go through the rounds, talk about our favorite picks overall, look at some national grades people gave to them, maybe a couple of players we wish they picked up along the way, and then maybe some final thoughts about how these players will integrate over the course of practice, training camp, and, of course, the 2023 season. All right, Andy. What are your, what do they like to say, the uh, the, the grown-ups like to say, what are your 10,000-foot thoughts as to how the 2023 draft played out? Love it. Uh, love it because Christian Gonzalez, a guy that I thought you wouldn't have the ability to get or would have to trade up into the top five to eight picks to get, you actually traded down. You effed with me for a minute there. I wasn't real happy, Bill, but then it came back around and you got Christian Gonzalez, number one cornerback. You filled, in my opinion, the number one need heading into the draft was cornerback. And you filled it with arguably the best cornerback in the draft class. I know Dane Brugler, who I'm a big fan of, of uh, the athletic, the beast, his pre-draft report had Gonzalez as number one, Witherspoon, skinny man, Forbes, whatever. You mm -hmm. got the guy I wanted. The comps to Stefan Gilmore are already happening. That's not good for him because Stefan Gilmore was the first cornerback to win defensive player of the year in a quarter of a century. So that's pretty high expectations. But, you know, 6'1", 200 pounds, a bigger corner, a true number one corner. And you and I were on WEEI draft night talking about mm -hmm. how this allows everybody else to fall into place, bump down a spot, assuming Gonzalez is a number one. That moves Jack Jones down to two. Jonathan Jones into the slot. Marcus Jones, you're an extra corner. Jalen Mills, you can go to safety. I love it. And I think drafts, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of draft talk and reaction, at least uh, superficially from fans mm -hmm. and media, first round pick, right? What'd you do with your first round pick? I think they nailed the absolute Hades out of their first round pick. You are in no position. No team really should whiff on their first round pick. That's pretty much a fundamental football belief. But the New England Patriots, but they do. And sadly, the Patriots have either had their first round picks docked for garbage reasons in the past decade. They have whiffed on some first round picks. There is a graveyard, a reflecting pool and an eternal flame for all of the second round wide receivers and cornerbacks that they have whiffed on over the past 15 plus years. But we need not visit there right now because we are staring at Gillette Stadium with optimism based around at least the first round pick. And then we'll get into rounds two, three, and then four through seven, where there are actually a couple of players I really, really, really like. And I'm looking forward to watching audition for the team. But when we're talking straight up, Christian Gonzalez, A, both of us thought he would be gone by pick eight. B, I actually trolled our own Christian Fourier from Gresham Fourier when I put together the WEEI staff. Uh, want and wish list for the Patriots. He said, go get a cornerback, get Christian Gonzalez. And I said, bro, he's going to be gone by 14. Pick somebody else. And yet still, 
He's like, no, this is the guy that I want. Now, maybe he had a Colorado bias because his son goes there and Gonzalez was there two years before transferring for a final season to Oregon. Fine. A little family bias, a little nepotism goes a long way. And guess what? They got him. The board, the way the Plinko board, Andy, since all roads basically lead back to food, Star Wars or the price is right for me. The way that the Plinko board played out for the Patriots in 2021 with Mac Jones falling to them. Ah, if they really liked him so much, why didn't they go get him? And then now in 2023, trading back, jock blocking the Jets from getting Broderick Jones, Emmanuel Forbes going to the commanders before them, thus allowing a guy that it seems like they tripped over themselves to put in the card when they saw that he was still available. That requires a level of patience and discipline and just plain, I'll say it, shit luck that all worked out in the Patriots' favor. And now they get a guy who I don't think any of us even wrapped our minds around what kind of impact he would have on the Patriots because we just plain never thought someone like Christian Gonzalez, who's been described by his former coach at Oregon as a heat-seeking missile, a phenomenal special teams player. So, you know, Belichick is licking his chops on the eight rings, telling Linda what a great guy this guy's going to be. They're probably dreaming of ways all over the team to utilize this man. And then on top of it all, like you said, when you get comped to someone like Steph Gilmore, who is as smooth and fluid, a number one corner, a legitimate lockdown corner, something that is a position perhaps that's being almost phased out of the NFL and positionless defense. My man, I mean, even Gonzalez said himself that guys that guys like that are who he models his game after. He models his game. The player he loves watching most and wants to emulate most is Patrick Sertain the second. Um, if we can get 85% of that out of a guy we never thought they could get their hands on, please, yes, and thank you. You just reminded me that I nailed this perfectly in that piece you put together. Just the direction was a little off. I said, stay put and take Broderick Jones. He went yep. with the Patriots pick <laughs> at number 14. And I said, or trade for Christian Gonzalez. Now, I didn't know. Flex on him, Hart. Trade that direction. I thought you have to trade the <laughs> other direction. To but How'd you go right. this way? You got him going this way, even though I thought you needed to go this way? Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, so, and then to step back. So, some of the criticisms of the draft as we look at this sort of as a whole, collective mm -hmm. of a dozen picks, was nothing for Mac because you go Christian Gonzalez, then you go Keon White, an edge guy, then you go Mapu, who's a special teamer slash hybrid linebacker, safety, fun athlete, defensive guy, positionless football, as you like to say, type guy. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, well, that'll really help Mac when you get all these. So, Bill's defense of that on Friday night, his press conference was, or not defense, just maybe explanation, you know, free agency. They went out and they got Juju. They went out and they got James Robinson. They went out and they got Riley Reef. They went out and they got Mike Kosecki, all on the offensive side of the ball. And he's like, well, you know, maybe we should have signed some defensive players and then we would have drafted some offensive players. Like all he got right. a little defensive, but he's actually true. Like, right. You know, his whole mosaic thing. Well, as you're putting together your 90-man roster, they in free agency were more, I don't want to use the word aggressive because I'm not sure they were overly aggressive, but they filled out slots on offense more than they did on defense. And then defensively, the way the board fell or the way they pursued opportunities, they filled out spots on defense. So, and the, the, the Matt Groh response to that was sort of like, well, okay, so who do you want, if you want me to take somebody, 
you want me to take Christian Gonzalez off the team? Like, I'll use that pick on somebody else who's on the offense. Are you good with that? And I am not. I I want Christian Gonzalez. I think he filled the biggest need. Now, as you get further down, could you go on in a different order? Could you go in a different direction with White or Mapo? Sure. But I think, I think they filled some needs, either in free agency or the draft, where, to me, it's all about competitive. My new word for the Patriots for the entire year is now competitive. I think they're going to be competitive at a lot of positions for roster spots and playing time. And I think they have a chance to be a competitive football team. The the collection of talent will be, comp- I don't know if they'll be good. I, I, I don't know that they may be, I keep saying this, they may be better. And in last place, I think that is very much plausible for this football team, be a better overall football team that finishes in last place. And I think the draft made them a better overall, more competitive football team. The two big words, the big C's, if you will, and I know you're not supposed to say, ah, okay, relax, but the big words we've been using. rhyme with rock and punt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terp, you'll just be editing that out. No, you won't. You'll leave it in there so we look like jackasses, both in this Twitter video that will probably be released around this very fine soundbite of yours, as well as the podcast. No, they have been competent and competitive. Mm-hmm. They added competence in the form of Bill O'Brien, ditching the reverse-engineered offense of last year, and the playbook that led Mac Jones to cry foul, get on the phone with people at Alabama and Denver, setting in motion the dysfunctional relationship between he and coach, which Bill Belichick spoke to last Friday. My God, I even think he mentioned Mac Jones by name. And yes, Andy, they will be competitive. They were competitive last year, all the way down to the fact that some of the needs that they addressed on special teams and in the secondary, if they hadn't dogged and plagued them up in Buffalo, that Buffalo team, as we mentioned way back then and subsequently saw in the playoffs, was ripe for the upset. And the Patriots just didn't have enough in terms of play calling, competence, and competitiveness. Now they have addressed that team-wide, I believe, with a stress on athleticism, defense, and special teams. Three things, something they needed desperately, and two things that are at the heart and are the basic tenets of Belichick football. And I think overall they are going to be a much more competitive football team. They will be a competent football team. And at no point this year will you watch them and go, what am I watching? What is this? Take off your uniforms and show yourself to be the fakers that you are because the style of football you are playing is not indicative of Patriots football. Thus ends very Twitter-friendly and promotional video rant. So, you, I know, have some grades. We like the draft. We like Christian Gonzalez. I don't know. I really don't because we left the, the draft night radio show. That's a weird feeling where everybody's in love with the pick. Oh, no, no, no. You were high as a kite because you drank four energy drinks. So that was part of it. (laughs) You were were in a different spot. (laughs) But literally, actually not literally. Stop it, Andy. Adam Jones didn't like Christian Gonzalez, didn't like the draft. But literally everybody other than Adam Jones liked the draft. Now, it's very funny you say that because I have my list of the grades I aggregated uh, nationally for WEI.com. And I pull up a tweet from a friend of the program. Uh, who did actually join us uh, on the Rich Keefe Draft Party, a massive success at WEI, and I'm looking forward to more full family broadcasts with you, me, Shime, and Keefe in the near future, perhaps even uh, on schedule release night. We shall see. Uh, Mike Giardi tweeted out yesterday, Monday, May 1st, around 4 p.m., asked personnel execs slash scouts from five different teams their thoughts on Christian Gonzalez's slide. That's in quotation marks. Uh, Giardi notes, I'm not a big fan of that term for what it's worth. The notes were lack of physicality and not just in the run game concerns about his play in big games. He was not good against Georgia that uh, this year in particular that left a mark and 
Two of the personnel guys wondered if Gonzalez has the competitive spirit to go from good to great slash elite. My initial read on that, and this is not as a Pat's homer, Andy, this is more a, look, there might be two or three people tops that you can pull from the collegiate ranks, airdrop right into an NFL offense or defense, and they will play at the exact same level. Yeah, he may have to bulk up a little bit. Yeah, maybe he has to work on his tackling. He does have good hands. But there's, correct me if I'm wrong, there are the signs, the marks, the makings. The the clay looks like it's very moldable into something highly desirable and productive for a professional football team, correct? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And the physicality doesn't really bother me because I don't think NFL defensive back play is an overly physical position anymore. It's like some other sports where... You know, it's about finesse. It's about playmaking. It's about the uh, the beauty of the game. And if he can, Bill Belichick once said when talking about cornerbacks, there's there's guys that prevent the completion, and then there's good tacklers who prevent run after catch and just stop it. He's a prevent the completion guy, in my opinion. He has the length. He runs a four three three. He's one of three players they drafted that run a four three three. They load up is on speed fast. That is fast. It's reminds me of a a young Andy Hart. No, doesn't actually. He's Nothing like a young Andy Hart. He's good. Um, so, and and the the competitive nature thing, we'll find out because I always think that is the great unknown. The work ethic, the competitive nature, the desire to be great. But did you notice there, the, the negatives were, does he have it to go from good to great? So you're telling me the floor is a good cornerback? Because I'll mm. take the floor being a good cornerback in the National Football League with the upside of motivation, coaching, work ethic, turning him into a great cornerback. But if you're telling me at the very least the Patriots got a good cornerback, I think that right there in and of itself is a home run for them. And then you add on the opportunity or possibility. So, I, I no, I don't have – I don't have – and Steph Gilmore, the comp, um, if you didn't know Steph Gilmore and see what played out, I think you would look at the personality and the soft-spoken nature and question his competitive desire. Oh, not everybody needs to be Jalen Ramsey getting out of a Brinks truck and screaming and yelling and, you know, any like there's different ways to be a competitor at the cornerback position. Darrell Revis was not overly outspoken, right? Revis nope, Island I never I don't remember hearing very much from Revis nope. Island during the course of his career. Now you no. can't all be Akib Talib and be a personality and an entertainer. Correct. You're not all going to be Ty Law, who has 10 personalities and is a legitimate, has star power on and off the field. Sometimes these guys are quiet killers. Sometimes you're as effective as a Jason Tatum, but you maybe wish there was a little more of that outward dog, like in a Jimmy Butler to cross sports, because we're having these debates these days, we're watching a Miami Heat team surge towards the Eastern Conference Finals while Jason Tatum's having difficulty winning home games that they were favored by 10 points in and they shot 80% in the first half. Um, yeah, I, I I don't need that. at I don't need that at all, especially I actually kind of like, I think we've even mentioned this before. Uh, we'll sort of like wrap on this general note and then we'll get into grades rounds two and three and then beyond in a second. But I always just want to know when you meet somebody, when you can sort of like see the comp, like the confidence, the calm, cool, collectedness, if they, if you can see that they have that it factor, right? And if you can gauge that they have that something special to play such a difficult position in the NFL against elite receivers with offensive formations designed to screw with your brain 24 7, 365, it's that I'd let this guy fly a plane. I'd let this guy operate on me. I'd let this guy represent me in court. 
does Christian Gonzalez seem, or at least have we heard that he seems to have the kind of cool necessary to do that? Yes, which makes this a home run. And I would dare say, Andy, probably the best first round pick the Patriots have had since the Donta Hightower Chandler Jones draft. Yeah, we hope. I mean, we we'll hope. See. Like, I think people liked the Nikhil Harry pick until he got to training camp and they watched Nikhil Harry. Or, you know, I think there's some others. Obviously, people are going to get more excited about a cornerback than a guard out of mm -hmm. lower level football like a year ago, Cole Strange. So um, they took a sexier position. And I love it because if you hit on Cole Strange, okay, you've hit on a guard. If you hit on Christian Gonzalez, you've hit on a transformational talent who, you know what the toughest part will be? deciding whether you hand him $120 million after his third or fourth NFL season. Like, hopefully that's the conversation we're having in a couple of years is how much is he worth? And it's going to be awesome to watch the Jaguars or the Texans do that. <laughs> uh, and there've been discussions I've seen online as well about, will he start immediately? Can he get his technique refined? Yes. He'll be, I think so as well. Will he play uh, the outside? Will that kick John Jones yes. off the boundary and back inside? I think so as well. Uh, guess what? These are all great options and great problems for Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, Bill Belichick, and company to have. And we look forward to watching them play out on the field and discussing them right here with you. I actually think he's going to contact Marcus Smart and ask him if his designer of his DPOY uh, robe can get him a DROY robe. DRO. That's D can we start calling him Droy? Droy. Droy. Uh, could be preemptive, but uh, odds right now, I think it's plus 1100 on FanDuel Sportsbook. I think those odds are going to drop pretty quick. Might want to get in on that action right now Might as be. well. All right, here we are. We're going to move on now. Uh, if you have any comments, questions at Six Rings Pod at Fitzy GFY at Jumbo Heart. Let's get into some overall draft grades and start breaking down the second day and the third day of the Patriots draft. 